0: When you walk into your place of business, that territory becomes overwhelmed by the presence of the Lord. God begins to show up on your behalf. Amen. My feet are blessed. Amen. So when we sing the song, it may have a nice beat and may seem like a very simple, uh, you know, song to sing. But it has such powerful meaning for you. Amen. And so today we pray that you will be blessed in the city. Blessed in the field, blessed in your basket, blessed your kneading bowl, blessed going out, and blessed, amen, that means when you come home, you don't bang the door, amen, you're blessed coming in, amen, you're blessed going out, you don't spin the wheels and leave the house, amen. Going out, bless coming in. Amen. Every area blesses your basket. Amen. Today I pray that what. Amen. But wherever you go, may you experience the blessings and the favor of the Lord. Maybe switching on. Let's get another mic. Amen. But Annie is sharing with us today, so she's going to bless us today, and I know you.
1: Amen. I greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You're blessed. Amen. 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 Let's just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that your word brings light and life. Your word illuminates our paths, it directs us, it leads us in the way you want us to go, and your word is life to us, Lord. We cannot live without your word. You said, Lord, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we understand the importance of your word and so we sit at your feet today lord ready to hear that which you want to say to us so we thank you for your word lord we pray lord that it will be a blessing it'll be an encouragement to everyone that hears open our hearts and our minds and our ears today lord so that we take in everything lord that you have ordained for us in jesus name amen amen Amen. Amen. now you know we have been um very privileged this past um, few uh, weeks, or from the beginning of the year. Uh, for those of us that are in Potter's House, there's a richness of the word. You believe that? Amen. Amen. We've been uh, hearing from Pastor Gerald about us being people that encourage and build and destiny helpers, not killing destiny. So we've been listening to such rich word. And the other thing for those of us that are in Bible college, uh, and I'm using this as an advertisement to encourage uh, those that would like to join us next year, but we're learning so much from the word, even things that we thought we knew in a certain way, God is revealing it to us in different ways. And we are so blessed, we are so encouraged, our lives are changing. Uh, The way we conduct our everyday life is changing because of the word of God. And so today, my message to you is, do you know the voice of God? Have you heard the voice of God? Do you know what it sounds like? Do you know what God is saying to you in this time and in this season? And so my reading is taken from the book of First Samuel chapter 3. And it's a very familiar portion of scripture. But I want you to bear with me. I'm going to read it's only 20 verses. I don't read slow, so bear with me because there's such richness in this and such lessons for us to learn about how we hear the voice of God. And it says, if you have your Bible's first Samuel chapter three from verses one we're reading, it says, "The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli." In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so dim or weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here am I. You called me. And Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here am I, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, Here am I, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as all the other times, saying, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, Lord for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who is about to hear it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from beginning to end. For I have told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God and he failed to restrain them. Therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. Samuel lay down until morning and then opened the doors of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision, but Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son, Samuel answered, here am I. What was it, he said to you, Eli asked, don't hide it from me. May God deal with you, may it be ever so severely if you hide me, anything he told you. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. And Eli said, He is the Lord, let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up, and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Bathsheba, recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Now, I want to thank pastor and the leadership for affording me the opportunity to share the word of God this morning. The word of God is so powerful. Whether it is Old Testament or New Testament, it speaks to us today, in our current day. Now if you look at this time that this portion of scripture we are relating to this morning, it's a time when the word was scarce. It was a dark time. It was a time where God was not speaking. And if you look at our current circumstances, because we can relate this sometimes to where we are now, sometimes we feel like we are living in dark times. We are living in times where there's so much of injustice. There's so much of corruption. There's so much of evil going around all around us. But the difference between that time and this time is there's an abundance of words. There is a richness of word and God is speaking. But we may be sitting in a situation or you may be sitting here right now and you are feeling that God is not speaking to me. The word of God is scarce in my life. I cannot hear the voice of God. Maybe you're at a crossroads in your life at this point. Maybe you are in a time where you're trusting God for something big. Maybe you are just trusting God for a breakthrough and you feel you're not hearing the voice of God. But this morning I want to encourage you that God speaks. And we need to hear his voice. The first thing we learn about Samuel is that Samuel ministered before the Lord. Samuel was at the right place. He was in the temple. He was there at the right time. And he was in the right position. He was serving. He was ministering unto the Lord. Later on we we read that Samuel did not know everything about the Lord yet. The word of God was not revealed to him. He was in training. He was being taught. He was learning the ropes. Some of us, we are like that in our spiritual walk. We not yet, yet know everything. We, in fact, all of us, we don't know everything that we need to know. Not everything has been revealed to us. But there comes a point in our lives and there comes a time in our lives where God will speak to us. Where God, we will hear God's voice. And some of you may say, oh, how am I going to hear God's voice? Well, that's what this message is all about. God is going to speak to you. I believe that. For those of you that are trusting God for something great, God, get ready because God is going to speak to you. Now when we look at Samuel, Samuel was in a time when the circumstances were not good. It says there at that time, the man that was training him and teaching him, this man was going through his own challenges. Eli was going through his own challenges because his sons Had did a lot of wrong things. They had blasphemed against God. They were not right and Eli didn't correct them. So Samuel was under the guidance of somebody that was not right. Sometimes you may be sitting under the guidance of someone in your workplace or maybe at school and you know or in college and you know that that person is not really right with God. Maybe they've got their challenges and they've got their things. But you have to be focused to carry on doing what God has called you to do. Because Samuel in this time, even though Eli, the one that was supposed to be training and leading him, was not right and his family was not right, it did not deter Samuel from doing everything that God called him to do. It said, Samuel ministered unto the Lord, even though Eli's eyes were dim. That was not just his physical condition. It was also his spiritual condition. Because he could not see the wrong that his sons were doing in the house of God. And he couldn't restrain them. He couldn't stop them. And so the Bible tells us his eyes were dim. Then the other picture that tells us the, the time that, the, that this is all going down is the lamp of God had not yet gone out. Now, remember, in those days, it was the job of the priest to make sure that the lamp is burning. But here it tells us the lamp was about to go out. Another picture of the spiritual condition of the land. A spiritual condition of the place that Samuel found himself in. Sometimes you may be in a place where everybody around you is not in tune with the things of God like how you are. Sometimes you may be sitting in a family where you know You're the only one that's strong. You're the only one that's reading the word. You're the only one that's praying. You're the only one that's trusting God. And everybody around you is not, but you don't give up. You have to stay strong. You have to be the one that's going to not let the lamp go out. And then Samuel hears a voice, and the Lord calls him. I like Samuel's uh, response, because that should be our response. When God calls or when we hear the voice, here am I, a willingness. You know sometimes when, um, when, when uh, a parent calls a child and if the child says, what? Sometimes you get a little bit irritated, isn't it? Because you don't want to hear what or what you want. You want them to come or to say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm coming, right? You want them to say that, you don't want them to say, what, what you want now? You know, you want them to give that response like Samuel and that's how God expects us to respond when he calls. He expects us to say, here I am. But the one thing that Samuel does that's not uh, the best reaction is that he goes to Eli. But we can understand why he does this because he's not really fully trained yet. He's still in the learning process. So he runs to Eli and he tells Eli, you called, I'm here, you called. And so Eli says, says, no, go, lie down. Second time, the same thing happens. Third time, the same thing happens. And Eli, after that, the third time, he realizes that the Lord was calling this boy. Now, there's something that came out for me here that made me think about Eli, because sometimes we just want, when we read the scripture, we just want to think Eli was so uh, bad and, you know, he did all the wrong things. But I believe that there was times, there is times as recorded here for us in the Word, that Eli was a prophet of God and he heard the voice of God. He was a priest, a high priest. He carried out everything, because when Samuel hears the voice of God, he thinks it's Eli. Now, I'd like to be connected, and I know we are connected to a man of God, that when he speaks, it's like we're hearing the voice of God. Because Samuel runs to Eli, and he thinks that it's Eli that's calling him. How powerful it is for us, even as children of God, that when we speak and encourage others, that when we bring a word to other people, when we speak to other people, when we... Pray for other people, that other people hear like it's the voice of God that is coming to them, into their situation, helping them get through what they're going through, bringing healing into their lives because we are oracles of the voice of God. We are carriers of his grace. So that was one thing. That's a sidebar. But that was one thing that came to me when I was reading this, and I said, Eli, may I have messed up, but there was a time When he heard the voice of God and he sounded like God to Samuel. And that's why Samuel ran to him when he heard the voice of God. So Eli gives Samuel uh, three things he tells him to do. He says to him, he says, boy, go down. Go and lie down. Right? And if he calls you again, speak, Lord, for your servant is hearing. So for me... Eli knew God was going to call again. He knew because he said, go and lie down. And this is must be your response. If he didn't know God was going to call again, he would have told him, go and sleep, stop worrying me. Right? He wouldn't have responded that way. He said, no, let me prepare him. Because he needs to respond in the right way because I believe God is going to speak to him. This is how our position should be. Is that when we hear the voice of God, We need to respond in the right way. He told him, go and lie down. Go back to the place where God spoke to you. Now, I'm speaking to somebody here. God has spoken to you many times and you've walked away. But I'm encouraging you today, go back to that place where God spoke to you. Get back to that place spiritually where God spoke to you so you can hear his voice and you can respond the right way. Because when he goes back and he says, say to, say to the Lord when he responds, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Samuel does exactly what Eli says. He goes and then he lies down. But I love verse 10 because, you know, sometimes we are stubborn. And God calls, and he calls, and he calls. But verse 10 doesn't say God called, just called. It says God came and stood there, calling as at the other times. So he still called him, but he had to change something. Sometimes in our lives we get so stubborn and set in our ways, God has got to come down and stand in front of you and call out your name or tell you what he needs you for you to do and then only you will react. I pray that we don't get to that stage, that we will answer the first time he calls us. We will answer and say, here am I. And so Samuel says, speak, Lord, for your servant hears Look at Samuel's response. He's still learning. Young boy. According to history, they say he was about 12 years. 12 years old. That's like some of the boys yeah, I can see. 12 years old. And he's responding. He says, here am I. Speak, Lord. Here am I. He's saying to God, I'm here. You speak. He's making himself available. He's got an expectation in his heart and he's not ignoring what God is saying. He says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening or your servant hears. Now, the first thing he does is he recognizes the voice. He says, speak, Lord. So when God speaks to you, you have to recognize his voice. Some of you may say, Oh, Anne, how do you expect me to, uh, you want, what you want me to now wait for God to speak? God doesn't only speak to us in an audible voice. Samuel was blessed that God chose that opportunity to speak to him in that manner. But God can speak to us through the most common thing and the most accessible thing you have available to you is the word, your Bible. If you are telling me God is not speaking to you, then maybe you need to think about how much you're reading your Bible. Because that's the first way he speaks to us. It's God-breathed. It's God's word. It's what God wants to say for us, relevant in our time and day. Don't think the Bible was written thousands of years ago. it got nothing now to do with what we're going through now. Uh uh-uh. It's relevant for you now. So if you want to hear the voice of God, you have to Go to the primary source, the word. Read the word. Sometimes you open up a scripture and it is an exact word for what God is saying. Sometimes you get a message on your phone in the morning and you go to work and exactly what that message was, it's played out in your work day. And you think, God, that was the message. That's God speaking to you. He's speaking to you but you have to be like Samuel and you can't ignore it one time two times three times okay but when God speaks you have to listen then your prayer life your prayer life has to be very strong you have to know God and speak to him now prayer is a two way communication if you are praying to God don't only pray Pray, 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 and talk, 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 and nothing else. You don't wait to listen. Because everything you're praying, there's a response. When you make your petition known unto God, you have to wait for him to respond to you. And it's it's important for us that when we spend time in prayer, to also spend time listening. Prayer shouldn't only be about talking and us making our requests known to God. It should also be for us waiting and listening to what God has to say. Then we hear the voice of God through the man of God in our lives. We are blessed because you all know this. And if I look around here, I know there's so many of you have come to pastor and say, Pastor, I'm feeling this way about something in my business. Or I've got this decision to make. Or in my schooling, Pastor, this course I need to take. A lot of you can attest to that where you come after Matrik and you come and speak to the man of God and he says, okay, let's pray about it. Give me your options. And then he goes, he waits upon the Lord, he prays about it, and he comes and speaks to you and guides you. And then you make a decision and today you are in the career that you want to be in. So that's also another way that God speaks to us. But we have to be sensitive and to know when God is speaking over our lives. Then God speaks to us through visions and dreams, right? I know there's a lot of you here that God speaks to you in this manner. Sometimes you may not think that that's how God speaks to you, but God speaks to you in visions and dreams. Now, I want to give you an example of something because it was such a powerful dream that Auntie Maggie had many years ago. She had a dream that uh, we were having something at the church, she said it was something with young people, and it was a, there was a lot of people. And she saw a bus, and a bus came, and it parked on the top of the driveway. And she says, people were just coming down the driveway, and they were coming into the church. And I can't remember all the details of the dream, but I remember that. And I'll tell you why I remember that. Because she went after that. She told us the dream, and she went to Joburg. She went to visit her family, and she wasn't here. And we had a worship conference, Lorenzo, you remember this, with Pastor Patrick and the team in Peter Maritzburg, and there were other churches. And we didn't know who was coming and how many people were coming. And already there were so many people in the church and there were so many youth and young people and a bus pulled up on the top of the driveway. And the doors opened and I was standing at the door, at the front of the church and the doors opened And a whole lot of young people came and they were walking down the driveway. And immediately I said, Lord, you spoke to Auntie Maggie through a dream. And you showed her what was going to happen. We didn't know that a bus of people were going to come here. We didn't know that the conference was going to be such a blessing to the young people. We didn't know it would release so many giftings in the lives of people that are now standing on the stage and worshipping God all over in churches. If you go and look at some of the churches that joined us for the conference and see how many of those young people that were here that day are now worship leaders or playing instruments in the church. We didn't know, but God revealed it. God speaks to us in dreams and visions. If you have a dream or you see a vision and you don't know what it's all about and what God is saying, then come speak to pastor. Pray about it. Fast. Trust God. Write it down. Say, Lord, this is what you showed me. Why did you show me this? And if it's something that's meant for you, and God has spoken it to you, and it is a word that God's confirming in your life, it will come to pass. Then God also speaks to us through the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, sometimes you go into situations, and you go into maybe an interview, or maybe a meeting with someone, and you get a feeling that this is not right. It's like, a, we say, intuition or knowing, but it's the Holy Spirit that's ministering to you and God speaking to you. Sometimes you need to put your signature on the dotted line, but you're hesitant, and you don't want to do it, and you're saying, Lord, but why I'm feeling like this? Everything looks so rosy and everything looks so nice. But why am I feeling so at, 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 like uneasy about going to just sign? It's just a, I just need to put my signature. That's all I need to do. But I'm feeling so uneasy. What is it? And it's the unctioning of the Holy Spirit. It's God speaking to you. God speaks because he gives you feelings in your heart and feelings inside of you that... Makes you not to make or or makes you not to make a decision that will later on hurt you. Or on the other hand, he'll give you such peace in your heart that when you're making a decision, you'll feel such joy that will come over you and you'll say, I just know this is from God. If you're standing at a crossroads in your life, and I mentioned this earlier, this is one of the ways you can know when the Holy Spirit ministers to you, you prayed up and you go into a meeting, or you go into a situation, you go for your doctor's appointment, and you're waiting there in that waiting room. You pray and you say, Holy Spirit, you give me a sign. You you speak to me and minister to me so I'll know whether this is from you or not. What about our times of worship? God speaks to us in our times of worship. There have been many occasions here corporately where we've gathered and God has spoken to us in such mighty ways. He's spoken with visions, he's spoken to us with words, prophetic words. And then the last thing which not all of us have is Samuel's experience, the audible voice. Where God really wants to get your attention. So when that happens, you better answer Here am I," Because everything else is something that you have to work out. And you have to figure out, but when you hear that voice and he's speaking to you, maybe an inner voice, maybe a loud, audible voice, but when you hear that voice, you have to respond to God. Now, when we go back to the scripture and we look from verse 11, verse 11 onwards, God gives Samuel his first task. Because remember, Samuel is the prophet. He hears from God and he relays the message to the people. He speaks to Samuel. He tells Samuel what he's going to do. And 12-year-old boy, shame. What a harsh word. Because he gets a word about the man that's in charge of him. And training him. And he has to go and relay this word. And it's not an easy word. He says to him, I'm going to carry this thing out against Eli and his family. The sons blasphemed against me. I'm going to judge this family. Eli didn't restrain them. He didn't stop them. He, The guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned. That means there's nothing they can do because they've gone so far and they've disobeyed me. And he leaves it like that. He doesn't even give Samuel a chance to respond, to say anything. He leaves that word with Samuel and what Samuel does, verse 15 tells us, he went, he lay down. I don't think he slept. <laughs> he just lay down. It doesn't say he slept because with that word, I don't think I would have slept. He lay down, he must have thought and thought about this word and pondered about it and said, Lord, how am I going to deliver this word? And then when he gets up, he goes and do his normal duties. He's serving. Sometimes God may give you a word that he's not, what you expected. Don't go back and say, I'm not listening to what God says. This word doesn't tie up with what I wanted. Go carry on serving. That's what Samuel does. He went, that must have been his job to go and open all the doors of the house of the Lord, do all his, whatever he's supposed to be doing that day. He didn't stop serving. When you hear from God, don't stop what you're doing. Stay in the right place. Do the right thing. Stay in the right position of serving. Don't say this word is not for me, so I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'm going to, I don't think this, is, this life is for me. Don't ever get to the stage where you stop serving. Because when you're in the place where God has called you to be, your place of purpose, that is where God will speak to you. So Samuel, we know now, I read this account. He was afraid to tell Eli, but Eli threatened him too. He said, I'll deal with you so severely (laughs) if you don't, oh, may God deal with you so severely if you hide anything from me. And so Samuel tells everything to Eli, and Eli's response is, that's good, if God said it, Eli knew. He said, if God said it, I know what we did. We have to face the circumstances, the consequences of our actions. And then it says, by delivering that word, Samuel being obedient upon hearing the voice of God, it may not have been a good and happy and encouraging word, it was a word of judgment, but he decided to deliver the word and do what God asked him to do. And in verse 19 was this, The results of hearing and doing. It says, the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. The Lord was with Samuel. Obedience gives us the key or the access to have that presence of God that is with us. God was with Samuel. God saw That when Samuel was given the right instruction, he was obedient and he followed it. He listened to what Eli said. He responded in the right way. He received the word from God. He delivered the word. God saw his obedience. And they said, as he grew up, God, not Samuel, God let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. And we know this. If you carry on reading about the life of Samuel the prophet, everything that Samuel spoke came to pass. None of his words fell to the ground. Don't you want that to be said of you? Everything that you speak over your family, over your life, over your schooling, over your job, everything that you speak, hearing the voice of God and you declare it, that none of your words must fall to the ground. And they say, and from all over, everyone recognized that Samuel was a prophet of God. And the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. There's a continuation and a continuous speaking of God into the life of Samuel. Because Samuel knew how to respond to God. And that is the promise that we have as children of God. This is not just relevant only to Samuel, and because it's in the Old Testament, it got nothing to do with us. We see many accounts over time, Old Testament, New Testament prophets, that God spoke and revealed himself to people and revealed his word to them. We want to be in that position, where we are open Because that's what Samuel was. He was open to receive that which God had spoken to him. When you hear the voice of God, there'll be peace in your heart. You will recognize his voice. This is an important point. You know, if pastor has to phone me and he says, Hello, Ann. I don't say, who's this? Who am I speaking to? You know how some of you answer the phone. You don't say that. You say, I'll say, hello, babes, because I know his voice, right? So if you are in constant communication and in relationship with somebody, when they speak, you recognize their voice. So if you are in constant relationship and communication with your heavenly Father, when he speaks, whether it's through the word, whether it's through a time of worship, whether it's in your prayer, whether it's in visions and dreams, you will know his voice. So you can't come and tell me how I'll know if God is speaking. Cultivate a relationship with God and then you will know when he's speaking and you can listen. Why do you need to hear the voice of God? Because we need direction. We need guidance. We can't do this life on our own. A lot of us, we try to do everything on our own. We try to make decisions on our own. And the one thing that we have been learning through the word and through sitting in this ministry is that every aspect of our lives has to be governed by God's decision. God's leading everything. Sometimes we want to leave God out of certain, certain things and we think, okay, I don't think God is involved in this business deal. Oh, I don't think God is worried about me studying maths. I don't think God is worried about my next job and where I'm going to. Because that's not really my spiritual life. My spiritual life is when I come to church and that's where I want God to speak to me. But that's not so. Every aspect. You're eating, you're drinking, you're walking, you're sitting. Every aspect of your life should be under the leading and guiding of God's word. We shouldn't leave God out of anything. And you will know this, and many of you can testify, there have been times you've left God out of stuff, and it was like you took 10 steps back. And you had to retrace and come back to the place and say, Lord, I'm so sorry. Now please speak to me so I can get back on track again. We need to hear the voice of God in every aspect of our lives. It's so important. We cannot leave him out of anything. Any decision you want to make, anything concerning, whether it's your physical body, whether it's your mind, whether it's your emotions, anything concerning you, you have to bring it before the Lord in prayer and wait to hear his voice. And then only act. Because sometimes we are so quick, we want to make a decision without hearing the voice of God and we act and then we realize that it is not in line with the will of God for our lives. God speaks to us because it's his way of establishing his purpose in our lives. How else will we know? It's his way of establishing his purpose in your life. So open your ears. You know, when we were small, our... Mothers used to say, take the wax out of your ears. When you can't hear, when they're telling you one thing and you don't do it, or you go do the, something else, they'll say, take the wax out of your ears. So this morning I'm saying, your spiritual ears, take the wax out. Those of you that need to put some olive oil and soak it, <laughs> do it so the stubborn wax can come out. Right? But I know it's, it's, it's a joke, but it's serious. Sometimes we need to do that. We need to align ourselves, get ourselves in the place, position ourselves like Samuel, carry on doing what God has called us to do, and then we will hear the voice of God. So I pray this morning that for those of you that are trusting God, that there's decisions that you have to make, there's things that you need to do for the kingdom, maybe in your personal life, maybe in your family, maybe in your work, maybe in your career, I pray that you will align yourself to hear the voice of God and that you will align yourself and the way you will hear it, it will come to you. I'm praying that it will come to you so clearly. You will not be in doubt. You will not ignore it. You will not be in doubt. You will not question it. You will just know, Lord, that's you. You have spoken. I will do it. I'm not turning back. Let's just bow for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus that, Lord, you speak to us. We thank you, Lord, that you're a God that loves us and you care for us. And, Lord, you speak to us in so many ways because you want your purpose to be established in our lives. I pray for every person, Lord, that is sitting under the sound of my voice this morning. I pray, Lord, for those that are trusting you in certain circumstances and situations, challenges, challenges, Things that they may be going through, I pray, Lord, that you would speak. Speak to them, Lord. It may not be, Lord, an audible voice, but maybe through another person you will speak. Maybe through a vision or dream you will speak to them. Maybe a thought that you will plant in their minds. But I pray, Lord, that you will speak. You will speak and reveal unto them your plan and your purpose for their life. Because, Lord, we cannot do this alone. We cannot do this life without you. We need you, we need you, we need you. And so we thank you, Lord, that you speak to us and help us as your people to be obedient and to listen to your word. In Jesus' name we ask these mercies. Amen. 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 Okay, I'm going to hand you over to Lorenzo.